This is Coach Lee, and you're listening to The Door Report. At Vanderbilt, it's Tim Corbin in the Vandy Boys, Jerry Stackhouse on the hardwood, and Clark Lee on the gridiron. Nashville, it's time to sit back, relax, grab a cold one, and enjoy the show. The Music City is our state, and West End is where we rock. You're listening to The Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold. Commodore Nation, anchor down. Welcome back into the door report episode 261 on a we'll say lovely an okay lovely Tuesday evening February 27th 2024 I am Will Byram joined as always by my co-host Trevor Hewlin slash hack squad Jim Duggan here at the door report we are powered and presented by 615 collectibles if you are into sports card sports memorabilia Anything of that nature, check out 615 Collectibles on eBay. Just search 615 Collectibles to find an unmatched sports card inventory that is updated daily. You will not find better deals anywhere else on the internet. Shipping is always fast and free. Website is coming soon, 615collectibles.com. Be looking for that summer 2024, Trevor. We have, I don't want to say beefy, we have a little bit to talk about. Yeah, on episode there, there, there's some, there's certainly some topics. There, there are some topics to discuss on episode 261. Now, how many of those topics are completely centered on what we're seeing on the field or on the court? I don't know. Very little. Very little Very actually little. centered of on court, on field performance. But we do have Vandy Boys baseball to break down as Phoebe decides to join. It's been and an episode. She projectile launched herself. Dude, it's been what she it, did. It's been an episode or two. Since Phoebe's really yeah, joined, she didn't. She she like joined to the tail end of last week. Happy to have you back, Hello, Phoebe, the girl. producer. But we have Vandy Boys baseball to get to a few games, including the Dayton game that was going on while we were recording episode two sixty. That game turned yes. as soon as we stopped recording. Did not go great. Ended up being a loss actually for them. We'll get to that. Then there was a little bit of Twitter beef between me and Chad Withrow of Outkick.com. Going to address that, clear the air, DM DM Tim to try to clear the air. We'll get into that. Not too much. And just hoping to put that behind us and focus on the bigger fish we have to fry. And that's getting rid of Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. So other beefs and hatchets, they can be buried and pushed away. Just that, And at least he'll probably agree with, with some of the things if he listens to this, to be honest. But then we have Vanderbilt basketball. Who just shot a horrific air ball. We have horrific Paul Lewis. We have Vanderbilt basketball to discuss a couple losses since we last recorded, as well as some more discussion about the state of Jerry Stackhouse's job, including some tweets from a university affiliated person. How would you describe affiliated? Not necessarily a representative. I would consider him a representative, but affiliated with the university. Some tweets regarding Jerry Stackhouse and the we back stack side versus the fire stack side, which I think the fire stack side is growing in noise and in number currently. Has the Vanderbilt fan base ever been this united on a singular front? 
it's hard to think. I don't think so. It's hard to get any fan base anywhere this united yeah. on one front. Yeah. Whether it's a coach, whether it's a team, positive or negative, it's almost impossible to have like 90 to 95 percent of your fans united on one front. I think the I think the only other fan base that was as united on a singular front was like Alabama fans and their uh infatuation with Nick Saban. I don't know if there's ever been a fan base that has been this united in a singular cause. I I will say we don't like to bring them up too much but the Tennessee Volunteer fan base after the hiring of Greg Schiano. That was a pretty unified That's front. That's a pretty unified front. That was a unified Very front. impressive. Vanderbilt fans have matched that unified front. We are small, but we are mighty in the fire Jerry Stackhouse. There are dozens of us. Dozens! dozens! <laughs> but before we get into all that and much more, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dual Report. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Emphasis on the YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. And while you're at it, give our podcast five stars and a review on iTunes. It's now time for segment one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into episode 261 of the Door Report. The hair is a little bit frazzled right now after a gym sesh right after work. But Trevor, we have Vanderbilt baseball to break down. Vanderbilt, like we mentioned in the intro, was playing Dayton when we last recorded during episode 260. I think the last score update we did was Vanderbilt was up three to one. Yes. When we gave the last update. Well, Vanderbilt ended up losing that game to Dayton, a midweek game, eight to five. A disaster. A disaster. The Dayton Flyers came in and upset the Vanderbilt Commodores. The following day, Vanderbilt kind of righted the ship in a little bit tighter of a game than I think most Vanderbilt baseball fans would have liked to have seen. Vanderbilt beat Eastern Kentucky five to three. And then the weekend series against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Gonzaga. Came in, Vanderbilt mercy ruled him on Friday. Vanderbilt winning 12-2 to in eight innings. Then Vanderbilt also took game two, winning the game four to three. And then Vanderbilt lost by one in game three of the series, nine to eight. So Vanderbilt wins the series as a whole, but once again goes two and one in the actual record books. And then the game that just ended, a lot of Vanderbilt baseball since we last recorded yeah. seven days ago, yeah. six days ago. Doesn't feel Gotta like love there should be. I love midweek games. But Vanderbilt also took on Indiana State. Just finished up watching that right before we started recording. Vanderbilt's bats were hot. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Probably because you were not in attendance. Vanderbilt won 20 to 4 against let's, Indiana State. Let's not let's not forget that I was also in attendance for a run rule game this weekend. So let's let's cool the narrative here. All right, guys. Hack Squat's getting angry. 
at the let's false, cool the narrative. The accusations. It was so funny. Nash tweeted. He's like, oh, whenever we were down early Saturday, he's like, oh yeah, the curse. We need to purge him. And then in walk off fashion, I was just stalking my prey. I was just in the tall grass, just waiting for the walk off because I knew I was gonna take a selfie with the W on the jumbotron. Tweeted. <laughs> I knew it. I was thinking about the whole game. So Vanderbilt's dropped down a bit in the rankings, currently sitting at number nine in the country before that went over Indiana State, currently sitting at six and three. Not an incredibly impressive record early. Played some decent midweek competition, played some decent teams early in the series with FAU and Gonzaga. Trevor, any thoughts on this early stretch of Vandy Boys baseball? Yeah, we're not going to break down the games in their entirety because there are uh, other discussions we want to get to. My big thing right now is there's something up with the bullpen. There's something up with the bullpen. It's very alarming. Uh, you saw it uh, early in the season. Or it's still early in the season. The first week of the season, you saw uh, the bullpen have some ups and downs, a lot of downs, more downs than they did ups. Um, and then they reared their ugly head during the Dayton game. I believe Dayton scored seven runs in the seventh inning uh, to mount a comeback against Vanderbilt. Uh, they The bullpen looked pretty good. Friday, Saturday, of course, uh, and then Sunday, giving up eight runs. Um, Sam Laboki, I gave, believe, gave up four. Um, Alex Kranzer gave up four. Um, then again, those weren't really his fault. Um, but man, this bullpen is tough. I just it's it's frustrating because Vanderbilt has a plethora of of pitching talent, like they always do, but it just seems like. There are certain guys that whenever you put them in certain situations, sort of mentally crack. And I think you have that even in your starting rotation. I think Bryce Cunningham's coming out of it a little bit. But I need somebody. Right now, the bats aren't the big concern. People thought the bats were going to be the big concern. The bats aren't the big concern right now. It's the bullpen. You need somebody that you have in that pen, like you had last year, the Patrick Riley, that you know is going to go out there and is going to be a junkyard dog and is going to eat innings for you. Uh, eat innings in particular because we know that Scott Brown does not like to pull guys. So you need a guy that's going to go out there, pitch two, three innings, and be consistent. It's still a little early to pass too many judgments on the Vandy boys. Once we get into SEC baseball time, there will be a lot more detailed breakdowns of what's going on with the lineup, what's yeah. going on with the pitching rotation. Right now, Tim Corbin's still getting all that set up, yeah. still getting all that figured out early in the season. And that's what keeps you calm. You also never know what you're going to get in the injury department. And we just found out, I think, today that Jack Bolger sustained a hamstring injury. Yeah. That, according to Tim Corbin, is going to take him a little while to get back from. Yeah. I guess if you can pick a time of the year to have a key player get injured, it's early. And most of the time, that's when it happens. It's those early February games. Once you get into March, it's funny. Andrew Allegretta was talking about injuries, um, I believe, this weekend on the radio. And he said um, he was talking to one of the training staff members at Vanderbilt for the baseball team. And he said, February, you're just holding your breath. Mm -hmm. February, you're holding your breath. And then come March, it starts to ease up a little bit. But February is just brutal when it comes to injuries. Because uh, you go from practicing every day, not going full speed, to five, six times a week, you're full speed. And that's that's tough on the body to get acclimated to. A lot of games in the college baseball season and a pretty quick season. Yeah. And so we're seeing that yep. with how many games we're recapping. The schedule's certainly not going to slow down anytime soon. Like I mentioned, Vanderbilt beat Indiana State today slash yesterday when this will be released. Uh, Indiana State won the MVC last year, and I think they were undefeated going into this game. So a good midweek win for Tim Corbin and the boys, especially a dominating win, 20-4, to ending on a run rule. 
Vanderbilt plays Evansville tomorrow slash today when you're listening to this. Another midweek game. And then this weekend, they play in the 2024 Astros Foundation College Classic. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. But Vanderbilt will take on the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns, Houston, and Texas. Yeah, that'll be a tough series. Big matchup against Texas this weekend. That's going to have a lot of eyes on that game. A couple big baseball brands going head-to-head. Two of the biggest in the nation. Um, And that's going to be a little little taste of what we have to come come the next decade when Texas comes to the SEC next year. So get ready, guys. This weekend will be a good test. Everything we've seen so far, I think, is still kind of feeling a bit preseason. This weekend will feel like an uh, in-conference series, even though you're playing multiple teams. I agree. If you can come out with a sweep, or even if you could come out two and one, but one of those wins is against Texas... I think you and, and then just again, two and one, just two yeah, and one this weekend. It, it's hard to be down on the Vandy boys right now, even though they've shown you they've given you a lot to be down on. But it's hard to count Tim Corbin out. It's it's damn near impossible to count Tim Corbin out. Um, but I think if they do, if they take the series this weekend, that'll alleviate a lot of the concern that we have at this current moment. I hope so. A lot more baseball to be played, but a good sign that the bats were hot and it's still cold i mean today it was warm but a a nice warm day weird seasonal changes here in tennessee but trevor i think i need to address the beef that was going on on twitter the continuous beef whatever you want to call it i hate calling it a beef i hate calling it whatever but if any new listeners are out there about six months ago before the start of the college football season uh, me and chad withrow got into it a little bit on twitter basically to give a quick recap He was commenting on Vanderbilt's construction in the football stadium and saying it was high school level and interacting back and forth with Vanderbilt fans. And I just kind of stayed out of it at first, didn't say anything. And then he was arguing with a Vanderbilt fan about how he was terminated slash let go slash left 104.5 the zone. And he was bragging about getting a contract offer and that he had a multi-year contract for more money at OutKick. Yeah, sure he did, brother. And that's fine. Whatever. I'm not. All I did is I quoted that tweet and I called him an insecure cuck. I probably should not have called him a cuck. Okay. (laughs) I am sorry that I called him a cuck. A little inappropriate. Funny. I thought it would be taken more funny than it was. He took it very seriously. That's putting it lightly. He he took great offense to it. It's like uh, you shot him. So we went back and forth, whatever, a little bit on Twitter, kind of semi-invited him to our tailgate and lot too, but it wasn't, you know, any serious consideration from him, I don't think. We DM'd a little bit back and forth, no need to get into all that. And then there was nothing. And then, you know, football season started, relationships started changing in personal life, job stuff came yeah. up. I forgot about it. Yeah. To be honest, completely just Hadn't thought about that beef in a long time. And after Vanderbilt was dominated by Tennessee, Chad Withrow went out of his way to at me and say that I'd gone quiet. I don't have the tweet pulled up in front of me, but basically just taking a jab, saying, where are you at now? And I was like, and I quoted that tweet with, Jerry Stackhouse has broken my spirit. Yeah. Well, also, too, he's like, where are you at? And you're like, it's not like you went radio silent. And you're like, dude, I tweet 20 times a day. You're like, just look at my feet. I haven't gone anywhere. You know what I mean? So that was like, I thought that would generally be the end of it. I was like, yeah, Vanderbilt sucks. Congratulations, Vanderbilt sucks. I, I mean, there wasn't much more to that. I was just like, what are you going to do about it? Jerry Stackhouse has broken most Vanderbilt fan spirits. And then, of all the people, Jared Stillman tweeted yes. about the door report and about Withrow. 
So I have that tweet pulled up just so I don't misquote anything. So let me get that pulled up really quickly on Twitter. But Jared Stillman of 1025, uh, 1025 The Game, hosts a show called Stillman and Company. Here at the Door Report, we actually kind of like Jared Stillman. Yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah, I think some of his takes are really stupid. But the fact that he's on the fire stackhouse train and has been on the fire stackhouse train slash I don't like stackhouse for a lot longer than me. Hey, Game respect game. You know what I'm saying? Jared Stillman goes on good rants. He's very plugged in to Vanderbilt. I don't say that lightly as a guy that hosts a radio show in local Nashville sports market. But as far as that goes, I think Jared Stillman's top of the top of the food chain as far as giving relatively good takes about Vanderbilt athletics. I would yeah. I would I, say him and Willie Donick yeah. on Caroline Willie and D Mace. Yeah, and I, I listened to a take Jared Stillman had, this is getting off track, but about Jerry Stackhouse and I and I liked how he broke it down. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Where was I at in the story? Jared Stillman. Oh yeah. He tweeted and I'll this is the exact tweet he sent out. He said, I will give credit to at the door report because they are at the forefront of this Jerry Stackhouse gossip. But to be legitimate, in my opinion, they still have to have at the Chad Withrow on their podcast and stop ducking. Clearly, what I took from that is Chad Withrow, who I think joins Jared Stillman's show kind of consistently. I think almost daily. Yeah, daily or weekly. I don't know. Uh, has been talking about it and it's been bothering him that he hasn't joined. So I just quoted it and said there's a difference between ducking and being uninterested. But if at the Chad Withrow wants to join the next episode of at the door report that badly, my DMs are open. Let's set it up. Was it a little bit of an asshole slide in that I said that badly? Sure. I'll, I'll acknowledge that a little bit. Chad Withrow then responded to me and said, ha ha. As someone who actually gets paid to give my opinion, I have zero interest in joining. Just laughing at your will being broken by your combined football and basketball season and hiding in a cave after talking all that shit last August. I don't think I talked that much shit. No, but it was just like a tweet. Yeah, a couple tweets, whatever. And so he said that. I then quoted that with, so you don't want to join. That was it. Because he said he has zero interest. And then Chad Wither responded saying, I have zero interest in, quote, DMing you about joining your show. But how it works is that you invite guests on the podcast that you operate. I remembered when I started out and would love to be invited on any show. So I carry that mindset and always say yes if my schedule permits. So I'd be happy to join yours if you want to invite. Basically, at that point, I mean, I didn't respond to anything else. I didn't feel like it needed anything else on Twitter needed to be put out. TDR listeners were attacking him still. Yeah. And so he I kicked the ant pile. And so I just didn't respond to that because at the end of the day, when he said he had zero interest in joining, that ends it for me. Because I, if he would have said, yeah, let's set it up, I would have DM'd him and said, hey, Chad, when works for you in your schedule? If yeah. he would have said, let's set it up. That was basically a public invite to just show I'm not ducking. Mm -hmm. I just know there's no interest on either side exactly. of Chad joining. And then I think it was another clip from the Stillman show later that week. Yes. Where he addressed it again. The Friday show. And I actually, you know, Chad threw a couple little shots at us or at me. And but at the end of it, at the end of the clip, after I saw it, he didn't disparage TDR. He just said there's no interest on either side. He said, I haven't invited this guy on my show. He hasn't invited me on his. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Neither of us have really. I've openly invited a couple times on Twitter, but he had no interest. Yeah. And so I just got that. Uh, I got that clip sent to me and then I DM'd him and just said, uh, just to put it out there, I'm not trying to expose dirty laundry. There's nothing bad about this. I just said, got the clip sent to me from the Stillman show. Thought it was fair, just mutually no interest. Have a good weekend. And Chad responded, sounds good. Have a good one. 
that's the end of it. So Chad Withrow beef, that's the entire story of it. There's not as it's not as fun as it sounds like it is on Twitter, but for whatever reason, Chad Withrow wants me to want him to join the episode. Mm -hmm. That's the difference is it's not, I will invite whoever, whoever has interest, any interest, or if I want them to join, I will DM them, but I'm not going to be bullied into inviting someone on. Like, yeah, if he wants to join, I'm happy to invite him, but he's multiple times said he has zero interest. I have zero interest. Mm -hmm. There's mutually zero interest. TDR will stay in our lane and keep on trucking and Chad and Outkick can keep on trucking. Everything will be fine. But it's the it's the talking down to like yep, he's going. That's to do, what gets me. Like he's going to do me a favor by joining my show. Like Chad, we've done 260 episodes. I'm not looking to make this my career. I'm not trying to break in to the trad sports media industry. I'm not trying to do that. I have a day job that if I was looking to break into that, I would not have majored in finance, gotten an MBA, and have four years of financial analyst experience. I wouldn't do that. That's a path to make more money than local sports media is going to make me. So if it was about that, I'm not looking to do that. I don't know. I feel like it was a bunch made out of nothing and just somebody that's looking to stir up shit. Yeah. I mean, and you know, behind closed doors, we've developed some takes on, on why this happened six months later. But what a, what a strange, what a strange little thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's and that's the thing. I'm with you. It's it's one thing to have the beef. Yeah, that's fun. I don't care. Like I, I we definitely on this pod are like, yeah. Let's beef with people. Yeah. It's the internet. It's fun. Let's have fun. Nothing is that serious. But it's the talking down to, and it's what we got to uh, last pod with Will Bowling. It's the talking down to. It's the talking down to the podcasters. Yeah. Like, I, dude, shove it. It's not. This isn't just chat. So now we're off Chad Withrow. Yeah. Chad, I hope. This is the trad media. Yeah, it, it's all. I wish you all the success. Whatever. Okay, let's just uh, maybe not. I, don't, I don't. Okay, but we're just I'm trying to move past the Chad Withrow stuff because he has an audience. We have an audience, whatever. Okay, he gets paid for his opinions. He's better than us. We don't okay. get paid. But it's the, all of media in general. I personally, okay, and we've been doing TDR two and a half, three years or whatever it is. I didn't know sports media took themselves so seriously. It's weird. I, I didn't realize that local Nashville sports media and sports media in general views themselves in the same way that like you view a political commentator or yeah. you or you view somebody that works for 60 minutes. It's like it's sports. I thought that we, you know, jab back and forth about our teams. You have a take that insults my team. I call you an insecure cock. You call me a, a douchebag, an asshole. I am a bit of a douchebag and a bit of an asshole. I acknowledge that. Chad. You're also a bit of a douchebag and an asshole. Yeah. Acknowledge it. We're both douchebags. We're both assholes. That's fine. how you made, that's how you've made your money all this year. Yeah, which is fine. But I didn't realize how seriously everybody took it as if like there's this disrespect because we're doing a Vanderbilt podcast. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. It's like if we didn't know what the hell we were talking about, we'd have nobody listening. Exactly. But Vanderbilt fans like listening to us discuss Vanderbilt sports because we know what we're talking about when it comes to Vanderbilt sports. There is a part of me, though, that's like. Why do these people like listening to us? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I just, I'll, I'll sometimes listen back to an episode and I'm like, why do people like because this? Because we're the, <laughs> because TDR. Like, why, why do people enjoy this? Because TDR is not me and you, Trevor. It's, it's a TDR. It's an is, experience. It is, TDR is the collective voice of the fans. You may yes. not always agree with us. We may get too angry or be too positive. 
but it's the voice of fans. Exactly. And so we don't take our, we like having fun. Yes. We like talking about Vanderbilt. We like talking a little bit of shit. And we know Vanderbilt sucks for the most part. It's a okay? great point. But we love Vanderbilt. This and is, we love this. This is for the people, by the people. This is our mic. This is your mic. This is just how it goes. Speaking of which, we should probably have another talking with TDR. We should. We oh, my gosh, dude. Can you imagine if Jerry Stackhouse gets fired, the talking with TDR? That might be what, oh, that might be what we have to do is assuming that happens, which we'll hit on in a second. That'll be after the TDR hey, cocktail Hey, you know parade. what they say about assumptions. Make an ass out of you and me. Ding, 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 ding. Trevor, we have more basketball to get to and more Jerry Stackhouse breakdown, including his quotes after the Georgia loss, as my voice cracks. <laughs> Spectacular timing. The Georgia The Georgia. Loss. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's take a quick TDR cocktail break. So grab yourself a cold one, and we will be right back. Welcome back from the TDR cocktail break. Trevor, what are you sipping on over there? Water. But, Water. But like I told you before, while I was in class today, my This is a disgusting story. This is this is real DJ stuff. Even right when now. I heard you say it to me, I'm shocked you're about to tell this on the podcast. So my water bottle was empty in class and I was just killing some Zins. And I didn't want to get up and like spit out my Zins in class. So I just kept spitting my Zins in my water bottle. And so I come home, I dump out my water bottle full of used Zins, wash out my water bottle refill it it's fine it's clean but there probably is some nicotine salt left over so we're drinking nicotine salt water does it taste cool minty at no. all it tastes like regular old water okay delicious water with a touch of nicotine yeah. inside is what trevor decided to get mm, tdr cocktail tasty. break we're not even going to recap what are you sipping on i am sipping on what i'm always sipping on tell the during listeners episodes. a nice whiskey diet coke there you go that's what i'm always sipping on during these episodes unless you see a beer in my hand or unless a beverage company wants to sponsor us. Yes. And then I'll drink whatever that is. Okay. We'll so, drink horse piss. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for the right price. For the right for price. For the right price. I will say, some people say they can't be bought by money. I, I can't. <laughs> I can be bought. I will endorse a product I don't like in order, in order to make a little money. So, but so if you hear some weird stuff, I've been bought. Just know that. <laughs> if, if shit starts getting different, I've been bought. But, Trevor, we have some Vanderbilt basketball to get to. We're not even going to recap the two losses. We're going to more recap the quotes from Jerry Stackhouse after the game. Vanderbilt lost to Georgia. Not a good Georgia basketball team, but Vanderbilt lost 76-64. to And then Vanderbilt lost to Florida, 77-64. to Seems like a common thread of not being able to get out of the 60s normally for the Vanderbilt Commodores, but it moves Vanderbilt to 7-20. and Currently on the road, matched up against Arkansas. We're at halftime We're right at now. We're at halftime, 35-31, Vanderbilt. Doors are up wow. at halftime. Just, uh, just to provide an update, we won't dig into stats too much. Vanderbilt is tied at 383rd in the country in points per game, averaging 66.1 points per game. And just a little added stat, Vanderbilt is tied for 482nd in the country. I don't even know how that's possible. And assists per game. They're only at, they're averaging single digit assists as a team. But hey, Will, he needs more time. He needs more he time. He needs more time. He needs more time to develop. Jerry Stackhouse needs more time to develop players. And apparently, we're Judas. <laughs> yes. These are the quotes we're about to we, get we, into. I mean, even Chad Withrow was now, like this is this is he when, goes, is TDR Judas? <laughs> no, this is when I was like, we have differences. 
and you know there are times I don't like him. That line kind of that hit. line that it, line bang. It changed my. It was funny. It was. It, was, it was actually funny. funny. So this what we're referencing good job, is Chad. good job, Chad. Is Chad Withrow? I think was on the Jared Stillman show, and this will be the last time we bring his name up. I promise we're not. Also, by the way, Jordan Wright with seventeen points. Jordan Wright's balling out at LSU. But, Jerry just needs more time, though, dude. Yeah, let's. He just needs more time to develop talent so that talent can transfer out. Uh, but the quotes after the Georgia game, Jerry Stackhouse was asked about uh, his job status, and if you know, I don't know the exact question mm-hmm. that was posed. But after a few whatever comments, uh, Jerry Stackhouse, in quotes, said, "I know it's a lot of noise out there, a lot of things happening. One thing I can say: no weapons formed against me shall prosper." He went on to say, I got faith with the man upstairs that he put me in this position for a reason. Everything that I'm going through right now with this team on and off the court is ordained. It's stuff that's going to make me better, and I really feel about that. Jerry Stackhouse then went on to say, there was 12 disciples, right? Only one of them was Judas. There's a lot of people pulling for me. There's a lot of people pulling for our team. So in this quote, Jerry Stackhouse has painted himself as as Jesus Christ himself, the Messiah. He is the Messiah of Van, not just Vanderbilt basketball, but Vanderbilt fans in general. Yes, he is our Messiah. Yes. But the funny Chad Withrow quote was he said he's painting himself as Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who is Judas? Is it the door report? <laughs> and that actually somebody sent that to me. It made me laugh. Out I, was loud. Like, I was like, Ship. he goes, is it the door report saying that Georgia would be his last game? And we were like, we did say that we might be Judas. We and might be. This is the only time in my life. I will be proud to be called Judas. Hey, hey, but here's the thing. We're not dude. being sneaky. Here's about the thing, it. dude. We ain't dead yet. Big dog. <laughs> <laughs> But the the Judas analogy falls apart because we're very open and we were not. Yeah, we're not secretive. Yeah, we're not secretive about this. We're not sneaking around behind your back, Jerry. If anything, in this religious story, we're we're the Pharisees, if anything, who are very open about their disdain for for Christ. Yeah, we would be we would be the Pharisees in this situation. Yeah, maybe also we uh, you could consider our apartment like Sodom and Gomorrah. In a way, maybe. I don't know. Just trying to make some biblical references here. Yeah, it's not great in here, guys. It's not great. It's not great in here. <laughs> but that those quotes, <laughs> finally, I think these quotes, along with the state of the basketball program, that Georgia loss moved Vanderbilt to 7-19. and 19. The following Florida loss moved Vanderbilt to 7-20. Those quotes, with Vanderbilt sitting at 7-19, and 19, losing by double digits to a not-very-good Georgia team, I think they opened the eyes of some local media along with some national media. He finally, Jerry Stackhouse is finally getting some criticism on these quotes. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm not saying that every coach is incredible after every single game, but there's always some weird quotable thing that's, that's shifting the accountability. Yeah. It's always, it's never Jerry Stackhouse's fault mm. that this team is losing. It's always that he needs more support or the fan base needs to be supporting, or we just need more money and support to get better players in. Or, he's only a benevolent dictator when he wants to be. Yeah. He, now he's not the benevolent dictator. Now no. there's other outside forces exactly. that are impacting the success of the team. Before he's a benevolent dictator, they just need to listen to what he says. Now it's outside sources yes. that are causing the problem. But apparently, there are still some supporters 
on the Jerry Stackhouse train, there are very few. We said the Vanderbilt fan base is very united. I'd say Vanderbilt United, 95% of Vanderbilt fans are on the fire Stackhouse 99%, train. 99%, the 1% is Karen Runs. Karen Runs. Karen Runs. We're not, we're not Which, going to besmirch her character. No. Shout out to Karen Runs. She's an all-time supporter. I, I wish I could have just a tinge of your loyalty. I wish I could. I I, I, I do. I really do. Because it's obviously not care and passion, care and passion about Vanderbilt athletics. It's something else in her brain that's different than mine. Because my care and passion always pushes me to the point of saying we need to change something. Yeah, something has to change. Mm-hmm. But adapt or die. We do have to hit on some tweets that are not related to me on Twitter. Alfonso. Well, Harvey. technically, this is related to you. Well, technically, it's, a little bit. It's, it's yeah. related to a lot of us on Twitter at Mr. CEO Harvey. Oh, Full God. name Alfonso Harvey. Not wanting to dox him or anything. I mean, that's his, his, yeah, his identity. Yeah, identity his, yeah. not, his identity is not hidden. You can go check out these tweets. But he tweeted out some graphics. I don't know where he was being fed these graphics. But the tweet said, at least come with facts. I back Jerry Stackhouse. And it was four graphics. You can go look them up on Twitter that were showing Jerry Stackhouse's wins and different peer comparisons and different things. Soviet level propaganda. (laughs) I tweeted that from the TDR account. It was, he didn't include this season in any of it. Hand cherry picked different coaches to compare Jerry Stackhouse. This is worse than Soviet level propaganda. This is like North Korea level propaganda. It's, insane it's that bad how you can this is why i also hate stats yeah it, i love stats and i love analytics but i hate them because people don't understand you can always skew stats and analytics exactly so you have to just look at the big boys first yeah which is just year five win losses yep that should be number one when you're bringing stats mm-hmm. is he's seven and 20 yeah in year five that's my only stat I really need. Vanderbilt had never had a 20-loss basketball season until Bryce Drew came here. All of a sudden now, the coach just needs more time when you lose 20, 20 games. Absolutely. But he, he got a lot of hate for those tweet for that tweet. Uh, one repost, 28 quotes, 9 likes. A lot of responses. He got more than 28 quotes, too, because he There's, edited the tweet, and then it hit a lot of the quote No, that's tweets. a different. Oh, that's, that's a, a different, different tweet. So that's what I'm hitting oh on next. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. My so brain this, is scrambled. That was a mi- that was a minor wave or bump in the Vanderbilt Twitter community. Mm-hmm. The tweet that infuriated everyone and set every Vanderbilt fan that saw it off Vanderbilt alumni, sidewalk fans as they of were referred which, to. Of which we are the foremost. CEO Harvey Alfonso Harvey tweeted May 14th, 1999. I graduated from at Vanderbilt U. Many of you are sidewalk fans. Most of you are people that didn't play for Vanderbilt. I did both. Say something witty to yourselves. That was a big boy burp. Yeah, I had to burp there. Say something witty to yourselves. I don't care. I don't follow you. Upside down, smiling face. Tact and decorum escapes you. I have never disparaged a coach that worked at my alma mater publicly and never will. You will never understand why, and that's okay. Accept your shortcomings in this department. I leave you to fight with yourselves. Hashtag anchor down. At the end of that, 
you left us to fight something. And, and it, it wasn't was, ourselves. It wasn't ourselves. Everyone hated that tweet. Yes. Vanderbilt alums hated that tweet. Sidewalk fans hated that tweet. Yep. I'm sure the Vanderbilt administration hated, hated that yes. tweet. Nobody liked it. Uh, for for a little context of this ratio, 135,000 impressions as of right now, 25 likes, some of which were people saving the tweet for later, I'm yeah. sure of it. 68 quotes and 101 replies <laughs> to that tweet. All-time ratio. There are so many things I could dig into about that and why it's wrong. It is everything and we, this will be the end of the episode so we might rant for a while yeah. on this we've I've already got touched some, i've still got some thoughts so on i this. yeah we got to give some thoughts out i know we're late we're late to the reaction party on this but we record once a week so we got to get out our thoughts when we can that tweet is everything that has gone wrong with vanderbilt athletics in the last 40 years absolutely in one tweet it's mm-hmm. amazing he could fit everything wrong with vanderbilt athletics in one tweet mm-hmm. that has been the administration's attitude I'm hoping that changes with AD Candace Story Lee. Time will tell. Time will tell. I was sold on it at first. Now I'm taking a step back. I've taken I might have been drinking the Kool-Aid. Vanderbilt has alienated the average fan for 40 or 50 years. Yep. Demeaning them. No other school in a Power Five conference or any Division One athletics program alienates fans that did not attend the school no i've grown up my entire life with tennessee volunteer fans with Mm -hmm. georgia fans with alabama fans 90 to 95 percent of which did not attend that school yep and they are welcomed with open arms yes by the fan base by the admin by former players because of course you have sidewalk fans they grew up in the area they're fans of the team they they treat it more like pro sports they didn't go to school there they still care and their opinion is valid that's what TDR is built on, mm-hmm. that the fans, the true fans that are keeping this place functioning have never had a voice that are not being listened to as I accidentally turn uh, the computer here. One second as we reset our very fancy setup. We have our computer on a swivel chair. But I just had to put out there, I don't have the stats in front of me. I believe Vanderbilt has around 12,000, 13,000 students total. Yeah, maybe a little less, maybe a little more depending on the year. That is by far the smallest student body in the sec i think the next smallest is like twenty-three thousand, and it goes up to like texas a&m having almost a hundred thousand students the other side of that the hidden data as to why vanderbilt student section always gets made fun of is right at around 50 percent of vanderbilt's overall student enrollment is graduate students yeah so vanderbilt only has between six to seven thousand undergraduate students attending the university at any time Mm -hmm. and of those like four percent of those are in state if not less i would say probably less. probably less than that i think around 200 to 250 in-state in-state students graduate each year and that might be top of top end top of the line so to build a fan base at vanderbilt you have to not only accept sidewalk fans like every other fan base does you have to engage and embrace them shower them with love you have to because they're the only thing keeping you alive vanderbilt student session gets made fun of in football games Mm -hmm. vanderbilt could have their entire student body show up and it would not fill up 20 percent of vanderbilt stadium Mm -hmm. their entire student body undergrads and graduates that's not the case for every other sec school all they need is their students to show up Mm -hmm. and 50 percent of their stadium is full or 100% of their stadium is full. That's mm-hmm. not the case with Vanderbilt. 
So even more than other schools, looking down at sidewalk fans who love this school's athletics mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, and it's and it's it's so tough because, um, and, and shout out to all the alumni that that support the pod, and and we'll be the first to say we are sidewalk fans. Neither one of us went to Vanderbilt. I'm trying to get in after this is over, but neither one of well, us. Well, I want to stop. You did get in. That is true. I did get in. So, CEO Harvey, suck it. <laughs> I did get in. I didn't go, but I got in. Um, Vanderbilt. And it's and it's easy. It's I will say it's easier for alumni to connect with Vanderbilt. It's e- you go there. You got an education there. You made so many life experiences there. You learned how to be an adult at Vanderbilt. For us though, we didn't get that. We don't have we don't really have that connection to Vanderbilt outside of athletics. And what makes Vanderbilt athletics so special to a lot of us, and it's so wonderful, on the VandySports.com board, they did a poll. They're like, how did you become a Vanderbilt fan? Was it because you went to school, XYZ, somebody worked there, other? And the amount of people who wrote other and said, I didn't go to Vanderbilt, but I grew up going to Vanderbilt games with my dad. I grew up going to Vanderbilt games with my with my parents or my granddad. We went to football. We went to basketball. We went to baseball. That's how a lot of us have connected with Vanderbilt. That's how my my the reason we're Vanderbilt fans is my grandfather back in the 40s worked for a steel company off Charlotte Pike. Vanderbilt came to a steel company and asked them, hey, can you put the Oakleaf V's all over campus? And so my grandfather, my great grandfather put the Oakleaf V's all over Vanderbilt with his steel company. He became a Vanderbilt fan because that didn't go to college because of that. Him and my grandmother became Vanderbilt fans. My dad was the only child. Um, it was just him and his mom. It was a it was a single parent household. My dad and my grandmother bonded over Vanderbilt athletics. My dad didn't go to college. My grandmother didn't go to college. The way me and my father have bonded is through Vanderbilt athletics. The most important and foundational moments of my bonding with my father have come through Vanderbilt athletics and that, and just because I didn't go to Vanderbilt does not make those experiences and does not make me or my father or my grandmother or my great grandfather, any less of fans. And it does not mean that our opinions matter any less than yours. CEO Harvey. I understand what he was saying. He just said it in such a bad way and as a representative of any kind mm-hmm. of the university, whether that's just being a former player, yeah. even if there's no affiliation with the Black and Gold Club, mm-hmm. you can't alienate already the smallest fan base in the SEC. No. And what Vanderbilt has going for it is Vanderbilt is located in Nashville, Tennessee. Vanderbilt is located in a major city, mm-hmm. while all other 13 SEC programs and once Oklahoma and Texas are added, all other 15, you could argue that Texas. Austin, yeah, yeah. Austin's pretty You could argue, but the current other 13 SEC programs don't have that. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt should be doing everything in their power to appeal to the city, to appeal as a fun spot to go watch Shout out sports. to Derek Mason. He tried to do that. Yep, shout out to, we keep bringing up Derek Mason the city more and more agree fondly. The SEC, he talked about Nashville the all city the time. The agree the SEC. But it's... Vanderbilt on the outside is viewed as holier than thou Mm -hmm. looking down at 
other SEC programs and it leaves a bad taste in other SEC fans mouths. Mm -hmm. And it just does. You can't then transition that over and take that attitude to your own, to your own fans. It's one thing when it comes from the opposing fans, it's another, when it comes from inside, that's when it hurts. You can't be attacking Vanderbilt fans. They have been attacked enough by the product you've put on the court and field over the last 40 years. And dude, the frustrating thing is to, do the sidewall and, and this is what the tweet was getting at and what a lot of people took offense to. Do the sidewalk fans not matter? And I and I tweeted this and I think you would agree. CEO Harvey went to Vanderbilt and in return got a degree from one of the most prestigious universities in the world. And now you support Vanderbilt. We we have supported Vanderbilt our entire lives. We have given so much money in regards to merchandise, in regards to season tickets. We go to the spring game. We go to anything that Vanderbilt does, and we give our hard-earned money. We donate to NIL. We donate to the National Commodore Club. And we what do we get in return? I got a National Commodore Club sticker. That's all I got. Me and my dad get season tickets. We don't get nothing. We go to every single game and spend hundreds of dollars a year for Vanderbilt football, baseball, and basketball, and we get nothing. We don't even get wins. We get zero. We have put in our time. The voices of the sidewalk fans absolutely deserve to be heard. And the fact that he insinuated that because you didn't go to Vanderbilt, that you got a lesser education, that maybe you weren't smart enough to get into Vanderbilt, you didn't have the money to get into Vanderbilt, your opinion doesn't matter. That's total. That's that's total Look, bullshit. And I am a big proponent of college degrees are the biggest scam placed upon our generation in general. However, if you want to go degree for degree, fucking CEO, I bet I have more degrees. I have three degrees. I have two undergrad degrees and a master's. So sorry it wasn't at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Sorry I'm a middle class slash upper middle class white kid from the Nashville area. So I couldn't go to Vanderbilt. Sorry about that. So that means my opinion doesn't matter. It's the same attitude that we've received when at all discussed by Nashville local sports media is yeah. like, you can you can talk, but your opinion means about 20% what the yes, real guys dude. mean. And it's like, no, it's sports, man. It's sports. It's the it's a Clay Travis quote, but it's the toy chest of life. That's what sports should be. And we as sidewalk fans have a unique perspective on Vanderbilt because we've been around it our entire lives. Yep. And listen to sidewalk fans. Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt hasn't listened to sidewalk fans for 50 years. And look where it's gotten them. Yep. Maybe it's time to look outside of the Vanderbilt athlete bubble. Yep. Maybe it is. And they didn't do that with Candace Story Lee. Mm -hmm. They haven't done it with Clark Lee. And they don't do it with representatives from the black and gold club or whatever because yeah. that's all former athletes well it's all former athletes that outside of a few basketball teams have done nothing but contribute to complete and utter fucking failure yes so now we're just they have a voice because they were on shitty football teams in the late 90s yeah their opinion means more i don't think so exactly what yeah what have you done to make vanderbilt football any better what have you done? Raising money, I guess. Yeah, how much money have you raised? How how many alumni actually give? You know what I'm saying? That place has been a dump our entire lives. You're telling me that alumni give to that program? Dude, give me a break, man. And we could keep going on this, but right now Vanderbilt at 14 minutes, 43 seconds left on the road against Arkansas is up four. So I think, Trevor, unless you have more to rant about, 
might be the time to wrap up episode two sixty. We do have to give a shout out to our boy uh, uh Jerry Lawless for oh, correcting yeah. correct you were you were like you can manipulate stats and then Jerry's like I'll give the stats in context. Yeah, go shout out him. to Jerry. He goes he goes, Oh, I got context for you, brother. Yeah, at Jerry Lawless three. I believe I think that is, is his, his Twitter handle. He added some uh Digital design to the graphics that uh, Mr. CEO Harvey tweeted out. Graphic design is his passion. It is his passion. Added some context to those statistics. So look that up. But for myself, Will Byram, and my co-host, Trevor Hewlin, this has been episode 261 of The Door Report, powered by 615 Collectibles.